Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And for this particular family, Lachlan's parents were both working parents. They did not have time to do new foods in the week. Their schedule was crazy, baby. It was either with the nanny or at daycare, or they were too tired at night. And I get it. It's a lot. But that baby still deserves the right to learn how to eat real foods. And so we worked on this schedule where over the course of the weekend, we did five new foods. We did raspberries, parsnips, spelt, beef, and soft cheese, all in the course of one weekend. And this baby is tracking to eat 100 foods before he turns one, even though, like a lot of you, both of his parents are working. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. you coordinate starting solid foods into your already busy parenting schedule when you're also working? Like, can working parents even do baby led weaning? And if so, how do you do five new foods every week if you're not the one who's doing most of the meals with your baby because you're working? Hang tight. In this episode, I'm going to share a weekend routine for trying new foods that works great for working parents or really for anyone who, for whatever reason, doesn't get around to trying out all those new foods during the week. Now, I like to start these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a story. And the reason why I thought about doing this episode, because I recently traveled to Boston with my girls. I have three daughters and four sons. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. The girls are way easier. So I was like, how about we go to Boston? And then my husband kept the boys. Now, I do sometimes do stuff with the boys, but they are a lot harder. And there's more of them. But the girls and I went to Boston and we went to visit a friend whose grandbaby was starting solid food. She's my neighbor. She helped me start solid foods and do 100 first foods with my twins. Like she's literally been there from the beginning. And she's like, if I ever have a grandbaby, will you help him start solid foods or her? It's like, heck yeah. So baby Lachlan getting ready to start solid foods. We go to Boston, but both of his parents work like a lot of families. And the mom, Madeline, she's totally on board with doing the 100 first foods approach. She's like, I want to do this. I have so many friends with really, really picky eater kids. I will do whatever I can to avoid that. But here's my deal. She was the rowing coach for a college in Boston and she worked long hours and her husband worked and the baby was sometimes at daycare, sometimes with a nanny. But basically they had a schedule that was kind of all over the place. It was a schedule, but the point is it didn't look the same every day. And she's like, Katie, how am I possibly going to introduce five new foods every week for 20 weeks so the baby can do a hundred foods? I'm like, you can definitely do this because a lot of the parents in our program, the reason why they're in my program is like, like, I don't have time to hunt and peck all over the internet 
for free resources and figure out how to make these foods. And then half the time, the free resources don't even show you the right way to make the food safe. Like, just show me how to do it all. And I'm like, I can do this. We can do this. And you don't have to do it every day. So in our typical program, the way our program works is we do introduce five new foods a week. And for a lot of families, what works best is a new fruit on Monday, a new vegetable on Tuesday, a new starchy food on Wednesday, a new protein food on Thursday, and a new allergenic food on Friday. And then we introduce that allergenic food twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, with no other new foods across the weekend. And that's in order to observe for any potential allergic reaction as we do multiple introductions of that new allergenic food. Now, you continue to include the familiar foods from the previous days, right? So in this manner, the baby is moving forward with one new food every day, but the meals that you're sequencing are also incorporating familiar foods from previous days. So you're trying a new food every day, but you're reintroducing familiar foods because repeated exposure is key, right? Babies may need to see a food 10 or 15 times before they like or accept it. You don't just do broccoli once and like, oh, my baby hated it. We never do it. So we're in Boston and I was like, Madeline, listen, I'm here on the weekend. You're here on the weekend. Let's do five new foods with baby Lachlan. To which she said, as many parents do, but my doctor told me I need to wait three to five days between trying new foods. Now we've covered this myth numerous times here on the podcast, but please know you do not need to wait three to five days between introducing new foods. If you're concerned about an allergic reaction, if your baby is going to have an allergic reaction, the vast majority of allergic reactions will occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours following ingestion. It's not like you offer the baby shellfish and two and a half days later, there's a weird diaper and you're like, oh my gosh, they're allergic to shellfish. It doesn't work like that. The vast majority of allergic reactions will occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours following ingestion. So it's perfectly safe to offer one or more than one low risk, i.e. non-potentially allergenic food in the same day. We do it all the time. In real life, out in the wild, babies have learned to try a new food for the first time, like two or more of them in the same day. Now, I do not in my programs introduce two new potentially allergenic foods at the same time. Okay, We treat those allergenic foods separately and we do want to observe for any potential reaction. But if we're starting with five new foods, if we're following my five-step feeding framework, four of those five foods, the fruit, the vegetable, the starchy food, and the protein food, those are low risk, i.e. non-allergenic foods. So you could do all four in one day if you were so inclined. So what I did when we were traveling to visit Lachlan is they had started with a few simple starter foods, things like avocado, banana, and sweet potato. He was about six months plus two weeks when he was sitting up on his own. And I think I saw him when he was six months plus three weeks. So they'd been at it for maybe a week, but we went and picked out five foods from the hundred first foods list. I did raspberry for fruit. I did parsnip for vegetable. I did spelt, which is a whole grain for the starchy food. We did beef as his new protein food. This family does eat animal foods. And then we did a soft cheese on day five, which is the allergenic food. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. 
If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So for babies who are exclusively breastfed, they've never had cow's milk protein. We want to introduce that cow's milk protein early and often, and a low-sodium soft cheese is a great, safe way to do that. If your baby's had formula, the base of commercial infant formula is cow's milk protein, so you've already kind of passed that one. You could definitely do the low-sodium soft cheese if you wanted to, but I would recommend starting with another allergenic food your baby hasn't had yet. So the way we did it was on the weekend when we had a little bit more time, I prepped the five foods for that weekend that we were going to introduce. So we actually can start with the soft cheese if you want, because that's the one that's going to potentially cause an allergic reaction. So you introduce that. And remember, you're going to observe for a couple of minutes, up to two hours. The baby doesn't have an allergic reaction. We tried it again later that day. We actually were doing two or three solid food feeds on each of the days of the weekend. I happened to be there on a three-day weekend. So we did like two of the new foods on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then the allergenic food on Monday. But you could really mix it up on the weekends in any order that you wanted to. The key is that you're just really hitting the weekend days hard with the new foods. So you're prepping those foods and offering them to the baby during the meals on the weekend. And we made extra so that we could utilize them as now familiar foods at the next meal. So we start with raspberry. Now, Lachlan was only six and a half months of age. He didn't have his pincer grasp. I wouldn't offer full intact raspberries. We worked it into a smoothie that we were practicing open cup drinking out of it. And so he was tasting raspberry. Then for parsnip, we did roasted parsnips with lots of added oil. Again, we seasoned them with cumin or you can do any no salt seasoning. So strips of cooked parsnip. Parsnips are basically like white carrots if you've never had them before. My friend, my neighbor, Mary was like, oh my gosh, these are delicious. It tastes like white carrots. Like, absolutely. They taste like delicious roasted vegetables with whatever seasoning you want to put on them. We just avoid added salt and we cut them about the size of the adult pinky finger. So baby Lachlan could pick them up and feed it to himself. For the spelt, we made a porridge that you can offer off of a preloaded spoon. When it cools, you can kind of form it into little sticks or logs that are about the size of, again, your adult pinky finger. The baby could pick it up and feed it to himself. For beef, I got a beef brisket. I totally got hosed on this one because I got stuck in their small town in Massachusetts, which only had a Whole Foods. And I like Whole Foods, but I don't shop there all the time because it's definitely expensive. And brisket, which is traditionally or has been a cheaper cut of meat, but now it's super popular in like the barbecue world. And I was shopping at a fancy Whole Foods. The brisket was so expensive. Anyway, bit the bullet, bought the baby the brisket, did the brisket in their Instant Pot with no salt broth. And then we did soft shreddable strips of beef on day four for him, which would have been day four if we were doing it throughout the week, but it was the fourth meal that we did. So we did on Sunday morning. Cool thing about babies, like they don't need to eat traditional breakfast foods. We were having brisket and some leftover parsnips and some raspberry puree (laughs) for breakfast. And then we also pureed some of the meat and did some more practicing out of the open cup, did some practice off of the preloaded spoon. Then we did do a soft cheese, which could be a potentially allergenic food. This particular baby had already had formula. So I knew he was totally fine with cow's milk. And the spelt actually is wheat containing. So technically that was an allergenic food. It also happened to be a whole grain and an iron food, but the soft cheese, because he'd already had introduction to wheat, we just did a little baby led weaning pancake. You can put some of the soft cheese on that. He was totally fine with that. I know because he's been having formula. He didn't have any reaction to the spelt. So we actually tried out some peanut puffs that weekend too. So we got like 
three potential allergens in, even though he didn't need the milk. So two that were new for him. He got a new whole grain. He tried his first meat. He had a new vegetable with some new low salt seasonings. He practiced open cup drinking with his raspberry puree and some of the pureed beef. We practiced using the preloaded spoon off with the pureed beef out of a bowl with the preloaded spoon and then the spelled porridge out of a bowl with the preloaded spoon. So you can see like all of the things that this baby was learning in the weekend. And like, did he eat a significant amount of this food? Absolutely not. Okay. Babies don't eat very much early on, but I was helping the family see, look at all of the different things that this baby is learning, right? He's picking up strips of meat and putting it in his mouth. And if he doesn't like how far back it goes, he's in charge. He can pull the beef brisket back out. He's learning how to drink out of an open cup, practicing his open cup technique. He was pretty bad at the open cup and they were like, they had a pretty clean house too. And they were like, I think a little stressed about the open cup because it was making a mess, but like he wasn't great at it. And I was like, you guys trust me. If you do this five minutes after every meal in two months, your baby will be a pro. And they sent me a video two months later, literally an open cup pro, like total party trick. This kid was like smashing everything out of the open cup when he was just like eight and a half months old. So this stuff works if you stick with it. And that's the thing that this family has stuck with. They've done five new foods every week, mostly on the weekend because of their work schedule, offering a variety of new foods, doing one new food at each meal, if that needs to be on the weekend, and then continuing to introduce the familiar foods from previous days. They're building their way towards raising an independent eater, and they're going to hit that 100 first foods mark very soon. I was supposed to see baby Lachlan this weekend, but he has hand, foot, and mouth disease, so they couldn't come out to San Diego and visit. So maybe I need to take my boys back to Austin and visit baby Lachlan for his 100 first food celebration. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to share the way a weekend schedule might work for you guys. If you need that 100 first foods list, I give it away to everybody for free on my one hour online video workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. I just re-recorded it. There's actually some footage of baby Lachlan in there. So if you see me wearing a red Boston University rowing shirt, that's where Mad used to be the head coach at. And she hooked all my girls up with some BU gear. And I hooked her up with five new foods for her baby that weekend. If you want the 100 first foods list, it's on the workshop. Babyledweaning.co is where you sign up. If you want to check out the show notes for this particular episode, go to blwpodcast.com forward slash 353. I'm going to put some videos and link out to Lachlan's content that we did so you can just see him eating these foods or trying to learn how to eat these foods in his first full week of starting solid foods, even though both of his parents work. And I know there's a lot of working parents listening because you guys get a lot done and you're listening to this. Well, maybe while you're on your way to work, I hear that all the time, listening to your podcast on the way to work or when I pump or when I'm doing my laundry. And I know you guys are multitasking and juggling a lot of things. And even if you do go to work or your baby does go to daycare or you do have a nanny or a grandma, someone helping you feed the foods, you still do need to be the primary person who offers the new food. You can't outsource that. I'm all for outsourcing as much stuff with parenting as we possibly can in life in general. But you need to be the one who's introducing the new foods to your baby. But once you get those foods down, whoever helps you can be involved in the feeding process. And don't forget that just because you work doesn't mean your baby doesn't deserve the right to learn how to eat real foods. So head to the show notes for this episode, blwpodcast.com forward slash 353. I'll give you the list for the 100 first foods at babyledweaning.co. 
And if you're a working parent, whether you work outside the home or you're a full-time stay-at-home parent, which is a huge and massive job in and of itself, keep up the great work. Don't give up. Keep doing five new foods a week. You'll get to 20 foods a month. You do that for five months and your baby's eating 100 foods. And you're winning, right? Because if we look at conventional adult-led spoon feeding, those babies have had at most 10 or 15 foods by the time they turn one. Okay, and if you lose those 10 or 15 foods to picky eating in the second year of life, that becomes an incredibly challenging child to feed. And while it does feel like a lot of work, if you're, oh my gosh, I have to do 100 foods, it's just one new food a day or one new food a meal on the weekend if you're jamming it all in there. And the point is, if you lose 10 or 15 foods to picky eating at that point, your baby still has 85 or 90 foods. So this approach helps reduce the severity of picky eating. It helps you raise an independent eater. And your baby is learning so many other things that are developmentally appropriate for their age once they're six months, plus showing the other signs of readiness to eat. So keep up the great work. You're all doing a great job. I'll see you guys next time. And a special thanks to our partners at Airwave Media. They produce podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain. Check out the Airwave Media podcast and you can check us out online at blwpodcast.com. See you next time. From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts.